Welcome to Anchor the Devoted. I'm Pastor Joseph with Pastor Jeremy, and yes, he's the loud one. Yeah. If, you <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, um, we are two siblings in Christ, and we are talking about abiding in Him today. Uh, that's our our fun topic. Uh, nothing too crazy, but something very hard to do. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's. I hope in this episode we get to, you know, this is the real abiding, not the um, in your head and, you know, everyone can applaud to it abiding and then walk out and still be unchanged. But more the, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what does this look like to actually abide with Christ? So you pick the topic. I picked the last messy one and you pick this messy one. So what are you thinking, sir? You know, when we think about abiding, when I think about abiding, I, I don't think about abiding in terms of habits. Um, abide, abiding, the Greek word meno, to remain, mm-hmm. remain, to live in. Mm-hmm. These, all these ideas I personally find it really hard to continue consistently in anything. You know, I've found that in my life, I kind of operate in like cycles of three to 20 months, somewhere in there, right? Where I can do something, mm-hmm. be focused on it, live mm-hmm. in it, continue in it, be faithful. But after some time, I find that it's, no longer it, it either no longer has the the vitality that it once did or i no longer am getting the vitality that i was or i am no longer um i no longer have the passion nor the drive to continue in it it's it becomes just a burden and i've always struggled with this you know for okay. some years of my life because i know that jesus got up early each morning Mm-hmm. Went and spent time with his father. And I know that this guy named Daniel prayed three times a day <laughs> through his entire captivity and presumably from long before that. He had this mm-hmm. pattern in his life where he was praying three times a day such that other people could not only set their clock by it, but could set his death sentence by it. That's right. Right? And here I am, considering myself to be a faithful lover of God, follower of Christ for, you know, like at least two times around the track. And then, you know, maybe I'll be a follower of Jesus light or maybe just nice, good secular philosophy. Mm. I find it really hard to abide in Christ. I don't think I'm alone. Um, and on some days I know that God really brings us to my attention and calls me back to him Mm -hmm. on other days. I know I'm largely ignorant of the fact that I am outside the vine. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it only becomes evident when I'm so outside the vine or have been outside the vine in such a way or for such a time that now 
it's not just that fruit's kind of falling off, but there's definitely rot that's mm. evident. And God brings that to my attention. So for those who are playing along with us, we're, we're jumping out of John chapter 15 um, for abiding. And Jer, as you're talking, you made me think of fresh cut flowers um, and just how they look like they're alive and um, they smell amazing. And uh, as long as you give them some water for a couple of days, um, they will continue to um, appear to be alive. And I know that even when it comes to picking fruit that comes from South and Central America, you pick it early and then it ripens on the truck or on the train. And um, it has life within it, but it is not actually attached to the vine. Um, that, that necessity for full maturity, um, is at least for me, um, one of those things where when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, I realize that I am spiritually thirsty. Um, I, I recognize, okay, after a day or two of not reading, that my thinking isn't as clear and um, my heart isn't at peace. Um, I can say that the, as you stated, the loving God part isn't the issue. It's me recognizing my need for him. Um, I know personally it's, I get into the um, busyness of thinking I need to take care of something or this needs to be done, feeding boy or washing girl or whatever it is. And the day moves and all of a sudden I haven't read that day. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the next day. And then the third day I'm feeling thirsty. Like what's, what's wrong? Um, I thank God for, you know, giving me that sensitivity. Um, but I know that sensitivity came by building in such a strong, um, regimen of quality time with God. I do think that, um, it is more in the abiding more about having quality time with him throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not about, as you stated, the habit of a morning and then the separation throughout the day. You know, I, um, I don't think I don't think it's like my running in the morning. If I'm running in the morning, you know, I, I can run for an hour without water because I'm well hydrated. It doesn't matter what right. the temperature is. Normally I'm good. Right. I have to take a pack if I'm going over an hour. Um, and uh, my hope is that I don't do the same thing with God. I'm not trying to, but I, I do think when I try and pick up someone else's process or someone else's system for spirituality, that doesn't work with how I'm gifted or 
um, the season of life that I'm in, it just leads mm-hmm. to frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I look at Daniel and praying three times a day, I think that's doable. That's me. I don't put that on others as it has to be um, as concrete as three times a day, like Daniel did, where he's going back to his upper room, he's opening the windows, and he's praying at home. Like, but when Daniel did that, it freaked me to know that during my lunch break, whatever, I can step aside and schedule my time with God so that it it is life-giving and not um, the work, I'm putting up air quotes, of um, relationship. Like every relationship requires work. So there are times where my noonday prayer might be just sitting still before God. And then there are other times where a noonday prayer is caring for someone else and God's in the moment. Um, yeah. The word abide. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I referenced already, the word in Greek is remain. But we translate it in, into English either remain or abide. But the idea that that is most often used when we when we translate it is to literally means to live with or to Mm -hmm. live with within. And it's one of the things that really stands out to me when I come into contact with someone who there's, there's clear and obvious evidence that this is a person who abides in Christ. Mm -hmm. What is obvious is not their schedule and their pattern of disciplines. What is obvious is the relationship that they share with their Heavenly Father and with His Son and the way that that relationship overflows in all aspects of their life. And that, that's one of the things that, is, that becomes more and more obvious to me because, again, we talk about the difference between Eastern and Western culture mm-hmm. quite often when we have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. But a Western way of having a relationship is to think about it and to schedule it and to task list it. Mm-hmm. And the way that relationship is had in an Eastern way of thinking is not with a task list or a schedule or a set of uh, set of methodologies. It is time spent together in mm-hmm. communication, loving, rubbing up against, sharing life. So when I think of abiding in God, I can think of it in one of two ways. I can think of abiding in my quiet time and abiding in my 15 or 30 minutes or an hour in scripture and abiding in that time. Or I can think of it as living with God. And mm-hmm. that that changes the question for me. That changes the question from, am I living with my father or am I living with the roommate? Mm. What's the dynamic here between me and him? Mm-hmm. Well, I like that 
Um, I like that the being with, um, you know, the Emmanuel God came to be with us and wants yeah. us to be with him um, is something that makes it so that um, I'm not keeping a heavy load throughout the day. I'm always with him so I can easily just share. Yeah. And um, he's easier than working my cell phone where <laughs> <Or> I, <laughs> or I say, hey, so-and-so, you know, call whoever. No, God's there. And right. I just need to be with him. I know for myself when I meet people that are abiding, I always am in awe of the peace that they have of you know, with themselves, um, you know, the fact that Christ is within them, the spirit of God, and they're just at peace, whatever the situation is, um, that abiding is humbling because, um, the freedom in not having control is, um, refreshing. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's, at least for me, it's surprising because it seems as though they're in full control <laughs> when um, they are very much uh, yielding to God and resting in the knowledge that whatever the outcome of this situation is, um, they were not in charge. They had a, a role to play, but they weren't in charge. And that really that steps back into that analogy they just gave of roommate or father. Mm-hmm. Except instead of Father, it really is God, God mm-hmm. who is also Father, because what Christ makes clear to us both in this passage, which I'd I'd love to just read the passage here, but in this passage he makes it clear the way that you demonstrate your love to me and to my Father is a simple four letter word: obey. Mm. It's not parrot what we say. It's not promote what we say. It's obey mm. what we say. In fact. I put the title for this episode as you are my friends. If you keep my commandments, which you chuckled at when you read at first, because oh, it's no. funny that that's not the way that we think of uh, friendship. Well, I, I chuckle at it because this passage is part of, you know, something that I memorize often. And I, whenever I have the opportunity to preach, I try and slip in that God's love language is obedience, And it's not, yes, you do. um, it is not like he made us, yes, but it is not simply us singing to him or dancing before him or giving him gifts of money or cattle or whatever. His love language is obedience. Like when you think about love language and think about how God has made you and, uh, you know, the book Five Love Languages, good book. Mm-hmm. Um, you can receive love in all five ways, but mm-hmm. there are going to be one or two that resonate more with you than others. Um, so it's not that the others you have to quit on that to always tell that to spouses that just because now you know, you know your husband's main two languages or your wife's main two languages doesn't mean you get to drop the other three. No, those oh, top two get you to like a 70%, a 65%, and the, you add on those last three to get to the 100%. When it comes to God, his main love language is obedience, and he's made that mm-hmm. abundantly clear. If you love me, you'll obey me. You want me to read that real quick? Yeah, I mean, I'll just quote John 17, I think it's seventeen twenty one. He who loves me is, he who keeps on my commandments is the one who loves me. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I'd love to read 14 here as much as you want because I think okay. it's a, I think it's a um, great passage here. John 15, and we'll see how far we go. I know normally one through eight is what I consider mm-hmm. the abiding passage, but we'll. I will eight. follow your lead here, bro. Um, this is out of the ESV. Um, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branch. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandment, if you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be full in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend. You are my friends if you do what I command you. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for servants does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard. My father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. That's mm. through verse 17. Mm. John, 1 through, John 15, 1 through 17. There are two things that stand out to me. Mm-hmm. These things that I don't believe. One, I don't believe that Jesus was serious when he said, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. And two, I don't believe that if I don't abide in him, I'm going to be cut off and shriveled up and gathered up and thrown into the fire. I, I, I don't believe those two things. I, I would say that I would say the large majority of believers, because this isn't part of the new believers course or whatever <laughs> training we have. Right. Respect the eternal perspective. Um, we don't look and think about death. We don't look and think about eternity, even though we, you know, we want to pass. We don't want to go to hell. <laughs> um, but if I'm recognizing that I am, as seen in Genesis, a husk with a God-given soul, a created spirit, then... I can't do anything of eternal value. <laughs> um, 
what's going to make it past the gates? Only the stuff in relationship with him and with others. So I need him for those things. The funny thing is, as you stated, we get busy with the stuff we can do, air quote, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, forget that that's not the stuff that matters. Here's the third thing I realize I don't believe also. I don't believe that if I abide in him, I can ask what I want, and he'll give it to me. Mm. Mm. But there's something else that stands out about this. I, I, Jesus is using this great language of friends, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think of you. I think of me. I think of our friends. Mm-hmm. What I don't think about is a fact that this is the king who is speaking to his subjects. Mm-hmm. Here. When he says, I no longer call you servant because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I call you friends. We could replace servants with subjects or even slaves. Mm-hmm. I don't call you that. I call you friends because I've told you what I'm doing and I've given you my command. This is a king talking and I, I, I do not have that perspective. I radically don't have perspective. Mm. The fear of God in me is, it's much easier for me to think of Jesus or in meek, low and whatever as, or it's easy for me to think I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God because he's called me friend. It is mm. very, very separate from I'm here in the throne room of the king who is surrounded by his armor bearers who do exactly what he commands as soon as he says it without any question. And he has the power of life and death in his hand at his word. Mm. Everything must obey. And I come in stupidly and boldly as if I'm just walking into the house with a roommate. Mm. It's for me, that's where it is. That's where my heart and mind, that whole perspective change is necessary. And it's not a work I can do. I mean, by the grace of God, he's putting it on my heart and in my mind to consider these things. And by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit will work in me to allow me to to see these things and to call me by his grace to recognize how holy is the Lord God and how separate from him I am. And yet he's called me through grace, through the death of his son, to no longer be a subject, but to be a friend. And that means that as a friend, he says, now you obey because you love me, not just because I'm God. That, that for me, Dave, is a, that, that's a change I'm constantly in need of. It's when I constantly, and it really comes back to how I think of myself, because again, I, if I really did believe that with, apart from him, I can't do anything, I mean, that affects everything. It does. In my life, I guarantee makes- you, I don't think that's true because I get up in the morning, I put on my clothes, I grab my cane, 
I walk to work, I sit down with people who are hurting, I talk through their problems, I deal with issues at work, I deal with issues in my family, I deal with issues in my community. And what's not going on 90% of the time is me saying, Lord, what are you doing? I think I can do it. I think mm-hmm. I've got it. I think, I, I think I'm wise. I think I'm well-informed. I think I'm smart. And I might be. But when I stack that against creator, king, keeper of the universe, it's just patent foolishness to not avail myself of the access I have through the relationship to come to him and say, Hey, this is what, this is what I'm dealing with. Can you help me out with this? Mm. Cause I know you're good. Mm. So I guess this is me, uh, confessing my sins to brother. Well, knowing the prayer of a righteous man avails much. <laughs> For me though, I mean, I'm I'm going to, you know, do my best to lean in and encourage you to see yourself as more than you are because of what he has done. And to to let go of the reins some because he is in charge and you are not. But also to to view the relationship from a exploratory stance where, again, we just don't know what he's doing. And, and, and so therefore we can look at things that might not seem like they're a fit, like talking to a tax collector <laughs> mm-hmm. and then going to his house to have dinner. Um, a tree hugger God, at that. I mean, God, again, God... You stated is doing and moving, and how much more do we want to be where he is than doing something unto ourselves and again finding ourselves thirsty, yeah, that are filled with life. Um, it's It's easy to give you various projects to do or to recommend the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not where I'm feeling we're at right now. And so, you know, at least I'm, I'm being led to, you know, journey with you, to hold you accountable and to, to try to remind you of this often. So I will take that challenge and view it as a blessing as we journey together to get you to share John 15 and own it, Um, as well as to get your kids to own it. Um, Because I think that's, at least for me, where I began to own this verse was when I was smaller. It made it freeing, so much so that I can't ask for anything. And do, and I even say when they're selfish, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because um, I, I, I don't, 
view it as a negative thing of just saying this is me and my brokenness and I'm asking for this. Please allow. And I'll give you a simple one. Please allow for this baby to nurse in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, God would have it. I was like, oh, that was clearly your will because I didn't do anything different. Um, it's it's also something that I'll be praying with you for, not just for you, but I think we can pray it together. That. Amen. That this um, this new call of being friend versus servant, this new space to to understand that daily we have to um, abide, and that abiding is being with to such a degree that. I can't imagine not being in relationship or communion with him. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. That's a blessing. This has been Daily and Devoted, brought to you by Andrews and Gaines. <laughs> you have fun with them changing our titles of the two podcasts. This is this is the crossover edition. Uh, you know, right. have those crossover shows where you bring one dude from one other show. What is it? The medical show versus the firefighter show when they cross over. <laughs> Do that dual episode, whatever. I don't watch enough TV to know, but I know the commercials tell me that I should watch the crossover episode. Uh, we have another podcast called um, Daily Gains, and that's more of a devotional for the new year. And this is a, a similar model, but this is anchored and devoted. It is for new believers and more yeah. seasoned believers. We wanted to take some time to um, to be vulnerable. Um, that's it. Yep. Um, this is definitely one of those more vulnerable, at least for me. And we have had several episodes that are more vulnerable for one of us. But yeah. Um, this has just been you guys listening to me and Dave talk as brothers about yep. my weaknesses and yep. watch him speak back to me. Yep. And we will journey together. We will grow through them together. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Uh, you can reach us at anchored and devoted at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, comments, <laughs> whatever you have, we'd love to receive it. Yep. We love it. You have a blessed, blessed day, and we'll look forward to connecting with you again. Please share the episode. Um, please give us some insight on what you know, what some things you'd like for us to talk about. Um, we are or thankful. not talk about. Like, True. What are we Don't doing? Talk this? about that again. No, I'm messing up. <laughs> <laughs> we do believe your family in Christ. If you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, so please share with us the things you would like. Let us know. Have a good one. Bye-bye.